You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 257, Year of the Dragon, Flower Elixirs for Every Zodiac Animal with Katie Hess of Lotus Way. Welcome to episode 257 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list. You can scroll down in whatever podcast app you're looking at or listening to us on. And you can also visit us at mindfuldesignschool.com slash join to opt in for a mailing list. We have lots of free events and workshops and opportunities only for our newsletter subscribers. And before we get started, I wanted to just remind everyone that we have our 2024 Year of the Dragon Energy Reset Package available for purchase on our website. We have a special coupon code for our podcast listeners. It's 50% off and it's Dragon Year. And it's a package where we go through how to clear your space and reset and set intentions using feng shui techniques to prepare yourself for this year of the dragon coming up. And it culminates in a live class with Angie and Laura together on February 10th, which is a Lunar New Year. So if you've been with us for a while, you know that every year we get together with our friend Katie Hess of Lotus Way, and we do this special episode where we go through every zodiac animal, and Katie shares a flower for every animal. So Katie is an expert in flower alchemy. She uses the healing power of flowers to awaken our true potential. And if you don't know about flower elixirs, they are one of the most sustainable forms of natural medicine and flower remedies are known for their benefits like clarity, focus, and sleep, as well as other ones like rapid personal growth. And she has worked with thousands or maybe more at this point. I've known Katie for a long time and (laughs) she has an enormously beautiful collection of flower essences that she offers through Lotus Way and different blends. And I have like, it's crazy how many I have. I I probably have like almost every, I probably have everything. So I, I really love working with Lotus Way products. And so it's just been really delightful to have her with us every year to go through each zodiac animal. And she shares for each animal, what flower would be of benefit and would be helpful for that zodiac animal in the coming year for 2024. So Katie, welcome. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. Welcome, Katie. Good to see you. Yeah, we've, we've, this has been, how many, I think this is a fourth year? The fourth. I feel like this is the fourth. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll check later. So we're really delighted to have you. So we wanted to get started by talking about a little, just really top line about the dragon, because we're welcoming in the year of the dragon. And I'm going to do this part because I'm a dragon. So I can, so I have some experience with this. And just for the listeners, we're also going to have a whole month. The next two months will be 
lots of different episodes all focusing on the year of the dragon how to welcome the new year more about the dragon year and each zodiac animal as well as your nine star key but today we're going to focus on katie katie's connection with the flowers which i think is a wonderful place to start because it's very accessible to everyone so dragons so dragons are considered one of the most auspicious animals in the chinese zodiac and in the asian world and even in the Western world too. But in the Asian world, they're a mythical creature that is considered very benevolent, very powerful, very compassionate. They also fly. So they can fly, they can soar, they don't have to be connected or grounded on earth all the time. So they have the ability to be grounded, but also connect to the heavens and be able to see with bird's eye view what's happening. You know, many people in Asia consider the year of the dragon as the most auspicious year to be born. So it's a very kind of coveted zodiac animal to have in your chart. And the dragon also represents infinite possibilities because the rules of the earthly realm don't apply to the dragon, right? And because the dragon is a mythical creature and can fly. So dragons are going to bring in a very strong and big yang energy for 2024 and give all the zodiac animals an opportunity to tap into that strong, powerful, more direct, confident and secure energy that's that's within everyone's that that potential is there for everyone. Yet there's still like an element of compassion and benevolence to the dragon because in the Western world, dragons are kind of seen as maybe harmful or negative. In the Eastern perspective, they're actually very kind and they bring gifts like rain to people who need rain. And so they, they're they very supportive rather than something to be fearful of. So it's really this strength, this inner strength that we'll be able to all kind of tap into next year. And I think this is very timely with everything that's happening in most people's lives. And so besides the dragon, 2024 is also going, going to welcome in the quality of wood because we, we are seeing a wood dragon in 2024. So Laura, you want to talk about the wood? So the wood element will be the element that's going to accompany the dragon this year. And overall, wood is flexible and the virtue associated with wood is kindness which is going to blend really nicely with the dragon's chi. Remember that benevolence and that compassion, dragons are incredibly strong, so it's going to be a lot of big energy. But when you overlay that kind, flexible wood chi, it softens it a bit. So wood is creativity, growth. You can think of anything from grass growing or the image of a tree a big oak tree that has big branches and it's still able to bend and sway in the wind. So it has that flexibility. It represents vital energy. The wood element across the board does. When you think about when you want to cultivate more growth and start something and like really get moving and be active that's the chi of wood that you're that you're craving and that you're looking for so they're all beautiful elements but wood is both active but also has this underlying virtue of kindness 
compassion and flexibility. So we're going to go through each of the 12 animals and we will indicate the year that's connected to that animal. So you don't, so in case you don't know, you can figure it out. (laughs) But one thing to note is if your birthday is between January 1st and February 4th, your zodiac animal will be the preceding year. So for instance, if you're born in 2020, but you're born January 30th, you would look to the animal that we list for 2019. So the year before. And Laura and I are going to toggle between each animal. Laura will start because she's a rat. So she could talk about being a rat. Mm, rat. And then Katie will offer a flower ally and a blend Mm. ally to work with, with each animal. Okay. So to start the rat and the years for the rat are 1948, 1960, 1972, 1984, 1996, 2008, 2020. Rats embody resourcefulness. So, and an affirmation for 2004 for the rats would be things are in balance. Nothing needs fixing. Find ease. Hmm. Katie. Interesting. Okay. So I'm just doing this all intuitive. You guys can maybe help me draw some correlations, but I would recommend for rats to consider a flower called the pink torch ginger. It looks kind of like a like a pink lotus, but it's growing on a tall stalk and and tropical areas. Beautiful flower. And it's for strength and resilience. And also if things kind of come to visit you from the past, like situations, like maybe um, usually if it'll be like, if something is happening in your daily life, that's not too big of a deal, but in fact, it feels like a big deal. And then your mental mind tries to kind of override that and say, no, it's not really a big deal, but it feels like a big deal. And so what it is doing is helping you uproot things from childhood. So I would recommend for rats, even though it seems like a really easy, easeful year, if anything pops up like past memories or past kind of inkling to work with the pink torch ginger, and you can find that in the true strength blend. That is really resonating with me all the things you said, and I'm a rat. So I'm going to get that. No, that's that's great. Well, I think even to the point that the rat will have a beneficial year in 2024, it doesn't mean that things will necessarily mm-hmm. be easy peasy, but when things come up, it just means that the energy of the year is on your side to really unpack that and feel supported and balanced even when these issues come up. And and also working through those um, inner ch- or those uh, childhood or early deep, deep seated issues to be able to unravel those and to start to understand those. That's quite a huge gift and a big way of creating ease and balance in your life. Okay. Next up we have the ox. The ox is 1949, 1961, 73, 85, 1997, 2009, and 2021. And oxen embody practicality. For 2024, open yourself up to receive support. You don't need to do everything on your own. (laughs) Okay. I have two recommendations for ox. The first one is I'm thinking of squash blossom and squash blossom is like the epitome of creativity and fertility, new ideas, new projects, expansion. If you're looking to make babies or just like all kind of new, new ideas, new projects, new things that squash blossom is found in a blend called luscious embodiment. 
But if you really want to focus on the ability to receive more support, I would recommend a blend called Expansive Presence because it's got a, a whole bouquet of flowers that helps you just allow more, receive more, and not have to do it all in your own. Yeah, that makes sense too, because I think like with the squash blossom to have creativity and to open yourself up to new things, sometimes we think that has to only come from ourselves, which can be a very egotistical place, right? In fact, um, we draw that wisdom from the world around us, people around us, and that there's a lot to learn when we can see that growth or those new opportunities or new projects through collaboration. There's so much more because like, uh, actually I do all the, a lot of these practices. There's so much innovation that happens when you collaborate because you think you if you do it on your own, there's only really like your thoughts about it. And so much can arise. So much innovation can arise when you open up that creativity to include others. Mm-hmm. Next is Tiger. 1950, 62, 74, 86, 98, 2010, and 2022. Tigers embody dynamism. And for 2024, pursue what you love. Listen to your heart. Oh, so sweet. Which kind of reminds me of that dynamism you're talking about. And Starburst is interesting. So in terms of like listening to your heart, it's about making sure that you're in the right place where people value you. So I could see how that could connect in terms of like going after what you love and also being surrounded by people who totally get who you are and who understand your gifts. And and then ultimately that, you know, as a tiger, your own self-worth and that the only validation you need is to come within. And so, you know, step one is, okay, you're making sure that the environment around you is people who support you and want the best for you and really see your gifts. But then also you can just release that external validation and know from the inside your self-worth. And that way you can really go after what you love. And the starburst flower is found in a blend that we have called divine within, which is like all things love and nourishment. That's great. I think tigers can use that message more because they're very bold and creative. And I think that there's also this desire for external validation a little bit. So I like that this is where the whole listening to your heart. So that's, that's great. Okay. Next up is the rabbit. And, Mm -hmm. you know, before I forget, so, you know, a little aside is that, you know, you can definitely work with the flower elixir, right? Katie, with these blends in the blends or some of them you sell as singles, not the ones you've listed so far though, right? Oh, some of them you do. Yeah. Most of these are in blends and you can either take them internally, like an elixir form, put them into your coffee, water, tea, or you can mist them around you or apply them as oils to your acupressure points. Or you can even like, we have digital wallpapers and you can even just like put the wallpaper on your phone or your computer just to kind of remind yourself of the theme. You can look up Google photographs of the flower and put it on on your desktop if it feels like something really beautiful. Or if you can find it in your flower shop, you could put it in your house. You could plant it in your garden. 
Or you could do Ikebana, which is something you're really good at, right, Angie? Yeah. Or you could find some seeds and start cultivating it or plan to cultivate the flower in your garden or in your home somewhere or draw draw the flower, explore the flower. I love the the wallpaper thing that you, you know, what we should, we're probably going to, we are going to do a post to accompany this podcast where you can click through and click through to the blend. And then it'll tell you, you could also, I would highly recommend researching more, especially what Katie has on the Lotus Way website about each flower. So you can just dive in deep because there's many other nuances than the little bit she's saying now. And I should just add that I think one of the things we always forget to say is like the reason why we're collaborating is because you two are getting the read of what's happening energetically through this lens of uh, like Chinese astrology and elements. And that affects us, right? It affects our body. It affects our mood. It affects our mind and how we kind of feel in this new year with all the elements changing. And so why we're talking about these flowers and flower elixirs is to give you a tool that you can actually support yourself through the transition and the change of elements so that you can maximize all the good qualities of your animal sign and minimize like speed bumps in the road. Would you say, would you say that's correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and also one thing that people sometimes forget is that even though feng shui on the surface seems like it's just about your home space, your built space, feng shui really at its core is about its connection to the natural world. And so inviting all of you to see beyond just like, what does your astrology say? But actually, how can you look to the world around you and the natural world around you? And and who doesn't love flowers, right? But <laughs> how can we find an ally, a friend, a support in the natural world through the beauty of a flower and see how that power and that chi can subtly support us when we need it. So, okay, back to the, back to the list. Okay. <laughs> rabbit. Okay. Is, is it my turn? Yeah, it's my turn. Yep. Rabbit. rabbit. Yep. Rabbits. Okay. We're just coming out of the year of the rabbits. And rabbits are 1951, 63, 75, 87, 99, 2011, and last year, 2023. So rabbits embody grace. And in 2024, listen to your inner voice because you are wise. Mm. That's really interesting. So for rabbits, I get the lemon lime prayer plant, which is, it gets its name because the leaves they open and close like their hands in prayer. And uh, the lemon lime prayer plant really anchors in a sense of purpose. It's like that inner voice, that wisdom, that sense of knowingness that you're talking about. And this is in a blend called divine truth. And I think part of what is important for rabbits who tend to be like sweet and quiet and nice, and they don't like to ruffle any feathers, right? is to really allow yourself the time to let it rip. Like now is the time to like root into that inner voice, knowing your whys and speak the truth and allow yourself to speak the truth and what's important to you. Yeah. And this is especially relevant for the year of the dragon because the year of the drag, the dragon energy gives you that extra support and strength to be a bit more fierce and not to, always um 
which is totally fine to be quiet and and more reserved. Those are all okay. But this year, you may find yourself in a situation where you are, you can't help it, but you would like to voice more. So, so you can learn from that dragon energy, which is sometimes, you know, like a contradiction with the rabbit energy. So dragon is up next, just talking about the energy of the dragon. The years are 1940, 52, 64, 76, 88, 2000, 2012, and of course this year. Dragons embody strength. In 2024, your bravery and bold compassion shines brightly. Hmm. Okay, so what I get for dragons is the white fringed orchid. This is a super gorgeous, like endangered orchid species that looks like a bunch of kind of fingers or neural network. And it is for, so this would be like a tool, right? I'm thinking this is dragon year. Dragons have a lot of strength. There's also some challenges. And this would be a tool to, you know, to support you in this year. The white fringed orchid is for very rapidly, electrically being able to tap into the energy of people, places, and things. So like, for example, if Angie as a dragon is public speaking, this would be the flower she'd want to use before her talk because she could kind of survey the crowd and very efficiently tap into their energy so that what comes out of her mouth is what they need to hear versus like what she might ordinarily say. So it's like amplifying the electricity and the intuitive quality of the dragons so that they can really quickly assess how to be flexible and how to tap into different groups and people. And that particular orchid is in a blend that we have called sacred awareness. That's great because you mentioned, you touched on it, dragon in a dragon year, and we'll talk more about this when we do the full year rundown, Angie and I, it can be a little bit of a challenge when you're in your own year. So good to note that, that you do need maybe something to give you an edge. And I like this idea of this tool to heighten your intuition. And sometimes dragons, because they fly so high, they can sometimes have trouble tapping into the little guy because they're so big. So this is great. This really almost humbles them and gets them to connect with people. I like that a lot. It's perfect. <laughs> Are you saying I need to be humble? No, I'm just saying sometimes dragons get You're caught like, up in their magical like ways, energy. in their magical, amazing, energetic ways. And they sometimes... It's just, just how they come down to earth. <laughs> sometimes they need a little bit like... Whoop. <laughs> just, yeah, it's so funny because like... You know, you, when you work work with someone really closely, you kind of understand their their um, their animal more. Like like uh, Lisa's a rabbit, right? Yeah, yeah. So you so and your and Katie's a snake, which is the next one. But you really start to intimately know that she that energy that she of the animal. That's a great way to learn all about the all, mm -hmm. all the animals too. Is to check the zodiac animal, the year animal of each of your family members or your partners and or the people that you're around a lot and you really start to understand the nuances. Okay, snake. And we have our favorite snake with us. So snake is 1941, 53, 65, 77, 
89, 2001, and 2013, and snakes embody wisdom. So in 2024, your grace and generous heart will open you up to new opportunities. Ooh, new opportunities are great. So for snake, I get pear blossom, which is interesting. Pear blossom is a white flower that helps us figure out where we belong. And that could be like which communities we belong in. Maybe if you're, if you are a snake and you have a business, it's like, which markets do I want to go in? Which types of people do I want to approach? Which new opportunities do I want to go after? I know that for myself personally, we are like building ground up a business in India. So it's like that question for me of like, where do I belong? Do I belong in the United States? Do I belong in India? Do I belong in Asia in terms of growing the business? So if you are a snake, you may want to work with a blend called Sacred Heart with the with the pear blossom. So you can really take advantage of those new opportunities and figure out where you belong with what people, groups, communities, and even geographical places. Oh, I didn't know this new development with Lotus Way. It's yeah. pretty wild. <laughs> so I wonder where you will go. Mm-hmm. I got caught up in that part. Laura, do you have any comments <laughs> on the... On the uh, no, I, th- I was just saying it's pretty perfectly aligned about the new opportunities. So I'm you are a snake. So I'm sure that this intuition came through strongly for you. Well, and I think snakes like to travel too, right? They kind of have a hard time like staying in one spot. They like to explore. It's kind of like, where are you going to learn your lessons in 2024? You know, it's just like you live in one place and you want to take a little vacation or you want to take a weekend trip. It's like, where are those new opportunities going to come from? And it's really just like, the pear flower is just like the tool to sort of tap in. Where do mm-hmm. I belong? Where do I belong? <laughs> and I think snakes can really take advantage of the year of the dragon. Every animal can. That's one of the things with the dragon is they say that even though it's the only mythical creature, it has almost like a little representation of each of the animals within its body, within its makeup. And snakes are obviously very, they're like little tiny little dragons without wings and stuff, but the body <laughs> is very similar so there's that, there's a connection too with the year. It's, it's, you can really embrace, snakes can embrace their inner dragon for sure too, which is bold. So it's perfect. Okay. Next horse, 1942, 54, 66, 78, 90, 2002, and 2014. Horses embody independence for 2024 you have permission to seek out new things that bring you joy. Focus on you. Mm, cool. Lucky for the horse. Okay, so here's where I'm coming from. A little different, but I'll I'll give you some for joy too. So what I thought of for horse was this flower called skyrocket, which is this bright red star-like flower. And it's actually about boundaries and protection. You know, I think about like how strong horses are. And then there's also like the strength of that fiery dragon. You want to make sure that nobody is taking advantage of you. And that, you you know, when you feel the need to be more independent, you can be a little more boundaried. And that is in a blend called Luminous Chi, which is really good for just building up strength and protection and boundaries. If you want to focus more on the joy quality, you could lean a little into joy juice. And that's really just about like play and fun and laughter. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you're speaking of the protection and boundaries and protection, horses are 
adventurous. Like it comes easily to them to be that way. So sometimes they might get a little, they might gallop off without really thinking. So I think if that, those of you listening who are horses, see which one resonates more with you. If you're planning big adventure, like your version of joy and focusing on you is to seek adventure, which is probably what most horses are thinking, then maybe you do need that luminous chi. Like that's a good instinct. So perfect. Yeah. And I'm going to add also that luminous chi and joy juice have been very helpful for me the last month, I think, where I've been working on um, like overwhelm and kind of burnout of my creativity. So I think it's actually aligned with this idea of having permission to seek out new things because when you're depleted, it it's hard to find that joy or find that chi inside you to to offer anything. When mm-hmm. you've you're depleting those stores of your stores of chi, so when you're depleting all your energy, there's nothing more to give. So luminous chi and joy juice have really been helpful for me to actually restore and heal and also self-heal. I just bought two bottles during (laughs) over the holidays, but to really like, to really support, right? Like rebuilding any kind of chi that's been burnt out, especially for horses that are always on the run. Okay. Next up is Ram. Ram is 1943. Oh, by the way, Ram is also known as sheep and goat, but we'll just say Ram. So Rams are 1943, 1955, 67, 79, 91, 2003, and 2015. And rats, or sorry, Rams, Rams embody compassion. And for 2024, we encourage you to listen to your inner wisdom. What is it that you need the most? Take all the space you need. Mm. Wow, cool. Okay, so two, well, let's stick with one flower, crown flower. Crown flower is what I originally thought for RAM, and that is for when we have a tendency to go to extremes. You know, I know that RAMs like to climb mountains, and they're not afraid to, like, be out on a cliff and out on an edge somewhere and reach for the sky. Crown flower makes sure that we're not going too far to the extremes. So it's like when we put ourselves in a little box of, like, is this right or is this wrong? Am I... um is this good or bad? You know, very black and white. And so it helps us find more of a middle ground than going to the extremes. And that flower is found in sacred body, which also has the self-heal flower. And if you are looking to take more space, self-heal is really beneficial for, like you said, uh, amplifying your body's natural stores of self-healing energy. Yeah, self-heal. I've been using self-heal a lot with me and actually my doggies because my one of my dogs not the one that's with me right now but the other one has been having some major uh, lots of health crises this year like we went to the emergency room several times but and it it is kind of similar to the ram in the sense that you were talking about climbing up the mountain like he's having back problems but sometimes we maybe we overexert too right so yeah i like both of those the next is the monkey 1944, 56, 68, 80, 92, 2004, and 2016. Monkeys embody curiosity. For 2024, always be true to yourself. Seek out people that uplift you. Very cool. Okay, so for monkey, I chose, it's a funny flower name. It's called Phlox. 
and it's a white flower. And that's all about finding your team and your community. It's like, it's exactly as you said, seeking out people that uplift you and it's P-H-L-O-X. Like who are the people who are going to help you accomplish your bucket list or your legacy? You know, like who, what people align with the same things that you align with? Who is going to help you drive your vision forward? And that phlox flower is in a blend called divine timing. I like that. It's a good year for monkeys because they're very close to the dragon and they're very clever. So you're going to even better your chances with divine timing. I love that name. That's amazing. Yeah. My, my uh, husband's a monkey. I'm going to, I have a bottle of divine timing. I'm going to go spray it on. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I think this also speaks to, I forgot which, which animal, Laura, maybe you remember we talked about collaborating and innovation again. And I think in the wild, monkeys are very collaborative and community oriented, but they can also be very independent. And I think a big teaching, I think for people and for me is like, again, we think we can do everything on our own. And we, as modern humans now, a lot of us are so isolated, right? Because we can be on our computers by ourselves and not leave the house all day, (laughs) all day. But there is so much benefit and healing and innovation again that comes from collaboration and just seeing things outside of your own perspective especially if you have something that really wants to come forward in the on the planet you know like new concepts when you're talking about innovation i've seen on our team like we're like how do we scale how do we reach a million people how do we Im- expand our impact and every time we ask that question i keep coming back to the same answer, answer which is collaboration And it isn't just like sitting around a table talking about stuff. You know, if you look at like um, software like Google Docs or Google Sheets or Canva even, that's like, you know, you can have 20 graphic designers or 20 people working on one document at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's like the kind of the coolest, it's like you're independent, but you're also working together and everything moves so much faster that way. Do you think that that's a theme of the, the new cycle or the new year that, that, there's just kind of this electric collaboration? You know, I think it could be because part of the misconception maybe with the dragon is that they, again, are like these solo animals, right? And I think that there's a tendency to associate the word egotistical with (laughs) with dragons too. But that doesn't mean that that's true or that that's still true or that's still relevant for us right now because we all have the capability now to have as much independence as we want but again like how do we find innovation like because things are obviously not going well when we further separate ourselves Mm -hmm. right that's not that's not helping the world but when we can start to see how we are so connected and we're really connected but then we're so connected and how can we now collaborate like you said even like with the google like with google docs or something like laura and i use that all the time and we collaborate with people and i even during this recording i share i shared i shared you as a collaborator on the document right and we're working we're collaborating now with our one of our mentors Catherine metz and she doesn't know google docs but she's going to start to learn but it's also like these possibilities for collaboration and innovation weren't available to us. So how can we really like harness them and, and use this to make big change? 
And I think a really simple way to think about it is what we're doing right now is talking about how each of these animals can collaborate with the dragon because the year is giving you this energy and it's a gift. The dragon is no small year. Like it's, I, you know, and as Angie mentioned earlier in Asian culture, this is the big times, right? So how can we all collaborate with the dragon, each of our little animals, the animal that lives in our heart using tools like feng shui, like flower elixirs, that can help us to click and align the best with that energy. Some are going to have an easier time of it. It's going to be smooth sailing. Some might need a little bit more help to click. So I think, you know, over the next month, you're going to hear about all the different ways and tools. And, and as Angie said, this is the perfect one to start with the flowers because it's the flower elixirs are so easy to get your head around and they're so simple to use. So I think I like the theme of collaboration, but I feel like that's like every year we try and figure out, okay, how can we collaborate with this animal? (laughs) But you know, what's interesting. So I know a little bit more about the dragon because I am one. And so we're just coming out of the year of the rabbit and moving into the year of the dragon. And they talk about that, the connection between the rabbit and the dragon. My teachers told me that when dragon and rabbit come together, there will be many tears because it's a really challenging it's a challenging relationship in the zodiac but then there's this also this other story that's connected to the the zodiac that um you know there's an order to the animals like we're sharing them all in order from rat ending with pig and so there's a story as to why the rat is first and then the rabbit comes before the dragon and you would think that the dragon who's supposed to be the best would come in first right So the story goes that all the animals were in the race and the dragon decided to go save a village that was in drought and offering rain. And then on the way to go save this village on their detour during this amazing race, um, they also saw the rabbit was not able to cross the river. And so the dragon offered some wind so that a log could come along and the rabbit got on that log and then the dragon provided the wind for the rabbit to cross and to continue so like the small rabbit was able to come in you know just after the tiger right so it is also a little bit of a story of collaboration and even though that there could be maybe some challenges some emotions and difficulties involved with that collaboration but that even the it's like that flip of the strongest helps the weakest and the weakest helps the strongest And that there's like a little bit of sweet with the salt and so forth. The heaviest is the lightest and the lightest is the heaviest, right? So how do do we start to see those paradoxes that even though the dragon may, you can visualize a dragon being alone, they're always pictured alone typically, but instead, like, how does that actually tell us more about how we can use our strength to collaborate and connect and help others? Hmm. Okay. Rooster, right? Is that me or you? It's me, right? To you. Yeah. All right. Rooster. So Rooster is 1945, 57, 69, 81, 93, 2005, and 2017. So Roosters embody confidence. For 2024, have fun this year and strut your stuff. <laughs> so for Rooster, I get ladies' mantle. This really gorgeous chartreuse flower. 
That's all about wonder. It's kind of like being a little kid and looking around and seeing everything with wonderment and awe and curiosity. It's about having a really big and open heart. And it's found in a blend that we have called open heart. And I think if if roosters are going to strut their stuff this year, it's like, how do you strut your stuff with a big, a big, big heart, like a big, generous, open heart? That might be challenging. You know, sometimes, I don't know, how do you strut your stuff? That's like, you can have an open heart or you can have a hardened heart. And I think it will be healthier if there's like a big, wide open heart. I think that's a that's some great advice for the rooster because I think there's an, another aspect of the rooster besides them being very confident is that they can be maybe very rigid too. Like no matter what the rooster always crows in the morning and the rooster always has their rules in the hen house, right? But instead, like how can you really touch into have an open heart about it, right? Instead of just following your routine because you do and then strutting around because that's what you're good at. Yeah. And maybe if you like move into that kind of like childlike wonder and seeing everything as fresh and new, you walk out of your house and you see something different. Maybe it's a way to kind of unplug you from the routine into more fun. Mm -hmm. Dog. 1946, 58, 70. 82, 94, 2006, 2018. Dogs embody honesty. For 2024, it's a year to be present with change. Let your chi be bigger than you're accustomed to. Super interesting. Okay, so for the dog, I get, I'm, I'm curious, I'll be, I'm gonna, I really wanna ask you guys about how dog does during tra- Dragon Year because I'm getting... It's actually a new blend that's coming out in a couple of days called Awakened Perception. And the flower is the golden columbine. The golden columbine is about having the courage, which dogs have a lot of, having the courage to face whatever you think are the monsters under your bed. You know, like what's the kind of big, bad, ugly or the inner demons or the things that appear scary that the dog might bark at, but actually are illusory and not real or workable, right? In terms of like facing your fears. So being present to change, that sounds similar to like being able to face what might seem Mm -hmm. scary and then being able to really discern and see clearly and in essence, conquer or transcend the illusory monsters. Yeah, because dogs and dread, there's a lot of barking with a dog at a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) And dogs are typically, well, they're always the ones that are sort of loyal and not necessarily well behaved, but they, you know, they're just, they don't necessarily have big chi or energy like you would describe a dragon. So yeah, this year dogs are, this is why we said they need to be present to change and they need to be cool with it but they also really need to take a look at how they're showing up. Which So that works. That works really well. Yeah. Yeah. And like right now I'm holding one of my little dogs that the one that likes to bark at the big, the big dogs, (laughs) the little, the little five, four pound chihuahua (laughs) that barks at the big dogs, but it's coming from a place of having some kind of fear. And, and what you're talking about Katie is, 
it, what is that perception? Like, is that something that you're fabricating or that's happening in your mind? Or is that really, are you seeing things as they are, right? Like that Buddhist story of if you seeing something in the corner and is that in you, you're terrified of the snake that you see in the corner and then you wake up and is that really a snake or is it just a piece of rope? So I think that really ties in very well with the energy that the dog will work with this year in terms of the dragon like is that dragon energy that you're facing this year as a dog is that going to be something that you can really look at and have an awakened perception of or is it going to be based on just how you normally function in the world there's an invitation to wake up right okay oh i'm the last okay last but not least the pig also known as the boar 1947, 1959, 1971, 1983, massive red flower that grows on a tree you can find it in one of the blends that we have called inner knowing and this flower is about breakthroughs it's a little bit about rule breaking too it's like if you've ever had somebody in your life say to you you can't do that <laughs> you're like watch me do that <laughs> yes I can do that it's about breaking through breaking through rules and other people's limitations essentially of what you they think you could or couldn't do or what they think they themselves could or couldn't do so I would recommend to pigs to really lean into breakthroughs in terms of like your journey is your own you know break the rules become alive by by breaking through your own patterns and the limitations that others or you set for yourself breakthrough yeah and pigs you have that very big bold courageous chi of the dragon to support you make those breakthroughs. I'm imagining the like Kool-Aid man running <laughs> through the wall. <laughs> Am I just aging us? <laughs> no, everybody young, knows that. Even the young, even the young ones? No, I don't think they do. Does your son know the Kool-Aid man? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. All right. Last year, we also had a flower for everyone, for all the zodiac animals to work with. And maybe there's this, this theme of innovation, right? That we've been talking about. But Katie, what do you think? Yeah, I think there's two. I think yes to innovation. And I'll come back to that. But first, I would go with something like Desert Lupin, which is also in Awakened Perception. This is a new one. This is what the dog's also working on. And it's kind of like, I believe it's a time for all of us collectively in humanity to really dig a little deeper at what are the fears or illusions or worries or what ifs or worst case scenarios, however you want to word it. Things that make us just kind of like shut down or demobilize or prevent us from attaining our full potential. You know, it's like when we think, oh, am I as like powerful, successful, wild, loving, expansive that I could ever get in life? And most everybody always says no, because somehow innately we know that there's more, that there's more capacity we could accomplish and be more, be bigger, you know, be, be our bigger selves. 
And so what I'm seeing at least is, (laughs) speaking of dogs, what I'm seeing at least is that all of us may want to take a look at fears. Like you said, is this an illusion? And I'm believing in something that's not even real and making a big deal out of it and afraid to like take a big step because I'm afraid. Or is it that I'm actually afraid to see what's real? Like I'm afraid to see the truth about things. And I believe wholeheartedly that the more all of us as a collective, just kind of like take a look at those, like what are the monsters? What is under the bed? We're going to see through a lot more illusions and be able to see the truth as it is. And from that point, we will be able to attain or realize or step into a much more powerful version of ourselves. And I mean, dragons, right? If you're thinking of like all the signs and then you have this like crazy mystical dragon, it's kind of like the embodiment of the things that are illusion that we're afraid of. You know, honestly, if I saw a dragon flying through the sky right now at me, I might be like, what? (laughs) So it's, it's that same kind of what illusions are holding us back from really being our boldest self maybe next year we should all wear dragon outfits what we do (laughs) we should all wear wait we'll all wear our animal things but then i'd be a little rat i mean i like to picture the cutest of rats Rats snakes are snakes are beautiful and super cool dragons are well dragons obviously they're super cool my (laughs) rat he just like they're so cute i'm picturing the cutest of rats so that's really cute Um, And then I just wanted to circle back to what you guys were saying about innovation. There is a blend that we have called inner knowing. And I think so much of innovation comes from just being able to like lean into what we know to be true. I would recommend looking at fern, you know, ferns are like, you can see how they move and how they curl and they unfurl. And it's like, we can't always plan you know, 15 steps in advance. Like I feel like more and more we go into this kind of time of unknowns and we can't plan out all the steps and we just have to really trust in ourselves that when we get to step one, we're going to know what to do for step two. And then we get, when we get to step two, we're going to know what the next step is for three. And so much of innovation is like that. It's like forging a path that's never been forged before. It is the unknown. And so you just have to really sink into your own sense of self-trust and self-listening and resourcing. And that way, all the innovation can come from the inside out. Mm. I love that. And also when I've worked with Fern in Ikebana arrangements, I mean, these are cut and often I've worked with them. I've worked with store-bought ferns, so, you know, conventional ferns, but also fern collected from the wild or, you know, from the side of the road. And the main thing is they're very, they're also very delicate. Like they need to be very balanced. There needs to be enough moisture. There needs to be a certain amount of care. Like you, so if you have a Ikebana class and you have a bucket of ferns, like leather leaf or anything, and then the flowers, the fern actually requires more upkeep. You have to put a bag over them, spray it with water because the humidity needs to be addressed or else it'll wilt right away. But otherwise, if you do keep the conditions, environmental conditions, humid enough, they are pretty sturdy. But that just kind of speaks to that innovation or or collaboration that in a fern, you could see that if you expect it to kind of survive on its own, it won't. 
it needs the right environmental conditions. It needs the collaboration of water element. It needs the collaboration of a human attention. It needs that collaboration of the environment to be appropriate for it to thrive. Whereas you could have like a rose sit on its own without water for a little bit of time before it wilts. So any other thoughts on ferns, Laura? Like, you know, um, well, I was thinking my first thought was it's a very ex- for force for a lot of people, at least while well, where I live, I guess I shouldn't assume that everyone it's a fairly it's a very accessible plant hmm. in the springtime. It's one of the first ones like it grows it, like a weed in mine in, you know, fiddleheads or what something first, it's the first thing you eat in the spring, you know, so they're very, they're, they're all over. So I think it's something to look for too, for the spring and in the new year, like in the Chinese new year, which is the first day of spring, when we kind of get to that, to that spot, it's really kind of this rebirth. I like that. I just thought immediately, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so many ferns are so everywhere in my garden. And and so is ladies mantle. That was another one, man. I love, and when you said it's that beautiful chartreuse flower, it's because it's that feather. It's so beautiful. Ladies mantle. And it's, it's a very auspicious plant too. It's really cool. Yeah. I love working with fern and Ichabana arrangements too, because it's very like, even though it seems flat, it gives you a lot of perspective because it, it seems also boring. Like you get your, you remember, you think about the eighties where you get your baby's breath, some <laughs> leather leaf and a red rose and a bouquet. Right. <laughs> but with like a, like with the white stuffed teddy bear or something, right? <laughs> but but leather leaf, when I've worked with it in flower arrangements, it's flat, flat, but it also can move. You can, it invites you to look in all directions. If you just look at it flat, that's all you're going to get. But if you turn it to the side, like how the light goes through the perforations and how you, you can move it around and see how beautiful it play the play can be with something as simple as a flat fern something so ordinary or so mundane but it gives it invites you to do more and then you can cut away and create more interest but it it's a really wonderful way to create a subtle shift in your perspective that's so cool because i always think of fern as like inner compass when you're talking about like looking in all the directions Mm. sourcing all the decisions that you make from your from inside you know so often we're like we go to the news or we go to our best friend or we go to someone else or we go to the shrink or we go to the intuitive or we go to the you know and we're like asking all these people what they think we should do with our lives mm-hmm. and and this feels like we're moving into more of a time of like inner resourcing you know like the inner mm-hmm. compass like what does my inner compass say can I trust myself enough to make the decisions myself and not have to lean into other people? And that's kind of exciting and exhilarating. Like, what would it be like if from this moment on, we knew that we didn't need anyone else's opinion, that we could 5,000% trust ourselves and our inclinations and and always be able to act on them? It feels good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this was so fun. I'm going to I can't forget to go get what was I supposed to get for my husband for the monkey I'm supposed to go get divine timing for him (laughs) I'm gonna put it on his desk it's so much fun thank you guys thank you Katie thank you Katie and and you can find out more about Katie and all her flower elixirs and all the beautiful work that she's doing in the world you can follow her on Instagram at Lotus Way you can also visit her at her website lotusway.com And we'll have a link to everything 
in the show notes and also we'll make a blog out of this as well. So thank you all for listening to another episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. We're really excited to celebrate this new incoming year of the dragon with all of you. So we hope you'll tune in for the next bunch of episodes where we celebrate this year of the dragon. And if you'd like to support us, you can check out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. We have that New Year's reset package that's going on right now. And there's a 50% off coupon. The coupon is Dragon Year. And you will be invited to our Lunar New Year celebration. And there's a lot of content already that you can access first to reset for the new year. And thank you so much. And we'll see you next week.